The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey. Here with my co-host today, Cole Patterson. Dalton is not with us again this week. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to really get get in on him because he is just killing us right now. But uh, me and Cole are here to <laughs> talk some Dallas Cowboys football with you guys for a little bit tonight. Uh, today, I should say, um, and we are excited to talk about the Dallas Cowboys running game. We talk so much about the passing game, so much about the defense, so much about the draft that we have left the running game in the dust, and we want to bring that up a little bit. But uh, before we get started, Cole, how you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we're carrying a load again without Dalton. <laughs> but yeah, like what you said, um, it's going to be cool to address the running game since we focus so much on the uh, passing attack. I mean, there is a lot of talent all over the offense, and uh, it's going to be nice to see really who can step up and uh, how the run game could be even better uh, under Mike McCarthy. Yeah, um, I, I actually wrote a piece uh, earlier in the week on Blake Bell, uh, the tight end that they signed mm-hmm. in free agency that's most recently played with Kansas City. Um, you know, he's a guy that's more known for his blocking abilities and his receiving abilities. Um, and I think that's something that his team has lacked for a while, uh, so really since James Hanna left the team in 2017. You know, they, they had some success with Jeff Swaim. But Swaim stayed injured so much that it was still not consistent. Um, so, you know, this is the first first year, in my opinion, in a long time that they kind of have a true blocking uh, tight end on the roster. A lot of people thought that Jason Witten was that guy, but Jason Witten was a bad, not 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 good, but it was a bad blocker uh, the <laughs> last few years in Dallas. Um, Blake Jarwin's not known for his blocking abilities. He struggles mm-hmm. a lot too. Dalton Schultz really hasn't developed into the blocker that we thought he could be. Um, and that kind of is where Blake Bell steps in. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on Blake Bell and what do you think he can kind of bring to the offense as a run blocker and possibly even a receiver? Um, you know, we're, we're going to spend most of the time talking about, uh, the, the running game, but also in order to be successful out of 12 personnel, which is where we think we might see a lot of Blake Bell. You do have to throw the ball out of that package as well, and you have to have a receiving threat out of that package as well with that tight end too. 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the hit the nail on the head right there. Just talking about Blake Bell, uh, going to be able to come in and be a run blocker for the Dallas Cowboys, something they haven't had in a couple of seasons. Um, with an aging Jason Witten, with a raw and raw Blake Jarwin, he's more known for being able to be a weapon in the passing game. Uh, as far as Blake Bell, he's not gonna, as you said, he's not gonna be a factor much at all uh, as a receiver. Um, just looking at his stats, he had eight receptions last year with Kansas City. Um, so, I mean, he wasn't really much of a factor at all. I mean, granted, they had Travis Kelsey um, and all their weapons and offense, but still, he's, he's going to be more known as a run blocker. He's going to be able to um, create uh, holes for Ezekiel Elliott along that offensive line. Um, we've talked about 11 personnel and all of that how they're only going to go with one tight end maybe some 10 personnel all that kind of stuff but when the cow the cowboys do have Ezekiel, they do have a good offensive line for the most part obviously there's some question marks so it makes sense to be able to run the football and Blake bell could be a big part of that um so i do think that as you mentioned with it's been a couple of seasons since they had a guy that they can rely on at the tight end position to to uh, be another blocker. So I think, do think Blake Bell can make an immediate impact um, in that regard. He might not be, he might not show up in the stat sheet. It might not be as flashy as Blake Jarwin's touchdowns, but I do right. think it is an important piece to the uh, success of this team. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see how much 12 personnel we see from this offense in 2020, because, you know, it's a, it's a package personnel package that hasn't been used as much around the league as it used mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. with the league turning into a, you know, primary passing league, um, but it's something that the Cowboys have always used, and maybe that's a Jason Garrett, maybe that was a – we don't know because they used it – they didn't use it quite as much as they normally did last year. Um, so I'm interested to see with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, is 12 personnel something we're going to see more of, less of, about the same amount? And I think that that could be a, you know, a big a, a big kind of sign of the, sign of the times, I guess you could say, with, with how they kind of use that grouping because – for years, it was a ton of 12 personnel. It was a ton of 13 personnel. You saw three tight end sets a lot of the time in Dallas. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, you 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 got to be able to throw the ball out of that 12 personnel package as well because if you just come out in 12 and you, you don't find success throwing the football, then you're kind of showing your hand early in, in allowing That's defenses true. to uh, you know know that that run's coming. So I'm interested you to think, see uh... – so I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Kirsten, do you think Blake Bell can be uh, reliable? I mean, obviously he's not going to be like Blake Jarwin, but do you think he can be? Do you think he can keep defenses honest uh, with his uh, receiving ability? Because, like you said, you can't just show your hand before the snap. Well, you know, I think the thing that you know they'll be able to do with him is is I don't think you'll see a ton. You know, he's not going to be a great route runner. He doesn't have great athleticism. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think mm-hmm. he's going to be good enough. You know, to get the do the three or four yard hitch routes, you know, maybe even get incorporated into some of the screen game, just some of that short passing game. I think he'll be good enough at to where, you know, it's not going to be a complete, you know, failure. Um, You know, again, you know, looking at like, you know, Jason Witten didn't run a ton of routes last year. A lot of his stuff was short of the sticks, you know, quick four or five yard routes and, and the ball got to him and he fell down. So, you know, I, I think that you could see a lot of that with Blake Bell. And then you have Blake Jarwin Moore's your flexed out tight end, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. playing even more of that big slot, what we've seen uh, Mike McCarthy do with some of his tight ends when he was in green Bay. So, you know, it, it's going to be all about kind of seeing what, 
McCarthy wants to do? Does he want to even use 12 personnel a lot? We've seen it uh, in years past with, with Richard Rodgers was always kind of that two, number two tight end. Um, and going back even a few years you know, later than that, they always had two guys that they could move in and out in those 12 personnel packages. But he's also a guy that did use 11 personnel a ton too. So it might be even something that we're, we're not going to see a ton of two tight end sets. But um, you know, while we're staying on the topic of the tight ends and the running game, do you think that uh, Dalton Schultz has any chance of really maybe even overtaking Blake Bell in the, the tight end two race? Uh, that, that is a good question. I mean, I know there are a lot of Cowboys fans that are expecting a bit more out of Dalton Schultz when he was drafted, but he really hasn't been able to crack the rotation uh, consistently at all. He, I mean, obviously that has to do with Jason Wayne taking a lot of snaps in the emergence of Blake Jarwin. So I don't know. I mean, he obviously at Stanford, he was he was largely involved in a run offense. And um, obviously David Shaw, he really likes to use tight end. So he is involved in that regard. Um, but it really hasn't really um, really changed the NFL the way, like you said, the way many people thought it would. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, that is a good question. I do think they signed Blake Bell for a reason. Uh, I don't know if that's just because of um, Schultz. I don't know if it's because, hey, we don't like how he's developing as a blocker. Or if it's just because, hey, we need another body uh, for camp. We want another. We wanted some competition behind Blake Jarwin. I do think it would be interesting to see because I know uh, – I mean, they spent a fourth round pick, so there were right. some there was some optim there was some optimism surrounding him. But it is a new regime. It is a I mean, I know Kellen Moore and uh, Nussmeyer are still in the building, so he maybe he might have a little bit longer for at least than than with typically a new coaching staff. But I do think Blake Bell has the upper hand. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I kind of agree with you, but I wish that they would give Dalton Schultz an opportunity because I feel like he uh-huh. hasn't really gotten an opportunity. You know, we we've seen him do yes, some sir. things you know, is a receiver at times, but it's just been such a small sample size that it hasn't been enough to really form an opinion on. So I think Dalton Schultz can play. I was big on him in the draft. I think that he showed signs uh, developing as a blocker uh, as the league went on, as the year went on last year. Um, mm-hmm. Again, he didn't receive a ton of opportunities, so it's hard to really develop any kind of chemistry as a blocker or receiver when you're not getting on the field, but so much. Um, so I, I would really like to see that in camp, you know, him get opportunities to showcase his receiving skills, showcase his blocking abilities, and then maybe even give him a shot at, um, you know, that, that second tight end spot, because I, you know, he is a little bit more athletic. Um, and I think he can mm-hmm. kind of do more as a receiver than what Bell has shown throughout his career. But it, you know, it's probably, it's, it's, it's not a big difference either way. Uh, Bell's mm-hmm. probably a m- little bit more consistent blocker, and I think Schultz is a little bit more versatile. So I'm interested to see kind of what they do in camp with those two guys, see who gets some more opportunities, and that might tell us who's got a, a head start at that uh, position uh, for the second tight end spot. But um, we're going to take a break, come back, and we want, we want to talk a little bit about the offensive line, uh, kind of what we think the, that group's going to gel together like uh, in the running game, and maybe even mention a little bit about Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Uh, we will be right back after our break. We are Talking the Star. And we're back on the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, here with my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson. 
Go ahead and do us a favor. Follow us on Twitter at Connor NFL Draft and at Cole L. Patterson. Uh, Dalton Miller is not with us tonight, but hopefully he'll be back with us next week. Uh, we're talking the Cowboys running game today. We're talking about the 12 personnel usage. We're talking about these blocking tight ends, and we want to get into the big guys up front next. Before we do so, I want to always give a big shout out to Blogging the Boys SB Nation and Vox Media for giving us this platform. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, go ahead and subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed by just hitting that subscribe button. Button, uh, you're getting a ton of good content on that feed. Uh, there's about four to five different podcasts uh, that you're going to get uh, access to by just hitting subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed, uh, and you can follow that on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, anything you use for Android. You can uh, just type in Blogging the Boys, and that should pop up and uh, hit that subscribe button and uh, check it all out we really appreciate it but um let's get into these big guys up front Cole uh you know it's going to be interesting because this is probably the first time in a few years that we really don't know for sure what that starting lineup is going to look like uh Frederick Travis Frederick is uh, no longer with the team as he retired so we're going to have a new center for the first time in what seems like forever uh, and there's a possibility that you could even have a uh, a new left guard for the first time in a few years with Connor Williams spot kind of up in the air um, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you first what do you think happens at that center spot you know it, it's going to come down to Connor McGovern Connor Williams and then Tyler Biedish, uh the rookie out of Wisconsin uh, who do you think eventually ends up winning that spot and, and why yeah, um, that is definitely the the position on the offense that's going to have the most attention once uh, camp resumes, once the Cowboys are able to practice and all that kind of stuff. So there, there's going to be a lot of attention and eyes on that spot. And as you mentioned, there's really three candidates for that uh, starting position. Uh, as of right now, I do think Joe, Joe Looney probably enters camp I didn't even with the upper hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think he does enter this. Maybe in my in my personal opinion, at least, with just a slight edge. I don't think it's anything like significant or anything. But I think the uh, just him being that replacement starter when Frederick stepped away, um, I think that gives him a little bit of an upper hand on on McGovern, especially who hasn't really played any uh, football in a year. Um, because of in injuries. Um, however, he was a day three or third round pick, and um, I think I think it's a Beatish. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, Beatish. Yeah, I think um, I wrote an article on blogging the boys early in the week that really projected the uh, rookie class, just the way I see it. And I think I don't know if Beatish is able to grab that starting spot in week one, but I would not be surprised if he's able to um, grab that starting spot by the end of the the season. Um, Obviously, he's gone through injuries. He suffered uh, setbacks and all that kind of stuff, which really set his – which was one of the reasons why his stock fell from, you know, a potential first or second round pick into a day three pick. Um, But he has a talent. I mean, he was a very important piece of that Wisconsin offensive line. He was – um, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is a special talent in his own right, but he probably doesn't break all those records without Beatish blocking for him um, in Madison. And I think that I think he has the highest ceiling up to three. Um, I know you're more of the draft guy, so you might disagree, or I don't know how you feel about that. But in my personal opinion, I think Beatish has the higher highest ceiling of the three guys that I think are the most viable candidates for the starting position, starting center position. 
but I do think McGovern is a wild card. He's a little bit of a sleeper. Um, he's a third round pick out of Penn State. Um, nobody's really talking about him as much just because, you know, he was put on IR before last year and he nobody's really seen much of him at all. But he, he was another guy that was a factor in a, a very productive run game in college. Um, obviously, it helps to have Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders. But uh, he was a very good run blocker with Penn State. He was he was very he was somebody that the Cowboys had their eyes on and thought he was too good of a value to pass up in the third round, despite some more pressing needs. So I do think he has a chance. I do think that uh, Looney opens opens training camp as the number one guy, and I do think he probably um, goes week one as a starter. But I really do think Bedish is gonna. If he's not the starter, I do think he's going to have a pretty big role by this season's end. Um, what's your opinion? You know, I kind of – I'm going to go a little bit in a different direction. Is I think um, I think McGovern has a really good chance to to win mm-hmm. the spot. Um, you know, I think he going into this year is probably going to be the most talented of the group. Um, okay. You know, I, I, I like Beatish. I didn't love him coming into the draft because of how bad his 2019 season was, and he had multiple yeah. injuries. Um, his 2018 year was fantastic. He looked really good. 2019 was a, was a pretty rough year for him. He struggled. In what do you, what do you think? Sorry, I was just. What do you uh? What do you think caused the 2019? Was it just injuries or yeah, what was had, the biggest difference from 2018 to 2019? He just he struggled with power and quickness, and normally you have guys that struggle with one and then, you know, are really good at the other. Um, but, you know, guys with quickness were able to beat him off the snap, um, and the guys with, were, over to, were able to overpower him as well. And I think the power issue had more to do with the injuries and the quickness issue, but I think that all of it, you know, was combined in issue for him. Um, he had multiple injuries, so he was battling through some things for sure. Um, but you, you, you can't, you know, I, I never try to excuse those those bad years and, you know, make that excuse for an injury because if you're on the field, you got to be able to produce. That's that's, you know, the number one thing going on is, is mm-hmm. if you're not healthy and you can't play, then you shouldn't play. And if you are on the field, you got to be able to produce. You you can't, you know, you can't you can't put your team at risk because you're trying to tough it out. And, and he did at yeah. times in 2019. Um, now, if he can bounce back to that 2018 form, uh, you know, I'd like to change that answer. But I'm just not confident yet in going there. Um, OK. You know, I was I was a, a fan of McGovern last year, wasn't quite high is high on him as the Cowboys were in the third round but I think that he has a lot of talent um I think he's a guy at center that can can block really well on the move which is something that I think we might see from Mike McCarthy this year um really getting the the running game maybe moving a little bit more side to side instead of right off that you know right right up the gut um you know we saw we see so much inside zone inside power stuff from from the Cowboys in years past, I think you might see a little bit more creativity, uh, getting some of that outside outside zone running game going, um, using zone blocking schemes to create space in the second level. Um, and I think that that's something that McGovern can do. And I think honestly, another thing that we haven't talked a lot about is if if the if Mike McCarthy um, wants to use you know that that move blocking scheme, the zone blocking scheme for the offensive line. Connor Williams' athleticism could play really well from the center mm-hmm. spot as well, and that's something that we've seen them talk about and even try to do in training camp some uh, last year with Connor uh, Connor Williams uh, playing some at that center spot. And if they want an athletic center that can block on the move, that can that can get out in space and do some damage like that, then Connor Williams is a name we need to pay attention to too. But 
in order for that to happen, there has to be somebody that they trust at left guard. And, um, you know, Joe Looney's a guy that they can play left guard. Uh, Tyler Biedish is a guy that can play left guard. Uh, Connor McGovern's even a guy that can play left guard. So they have plenty of options at left guard um, and that center spot. It's just going to be a, it's going to be a, a really interesting training camp because I think that's probably your, your most interesting battle is to see who can overtake the left guard spot and who can overtake that starting center spot. And that's going to be one of the biggest, uh, two biggest training camp battles to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I mean, the uh, rest of the offensive yeah. line is pretty set. You know, Tyron Smith's going to continue his role. Lyle Collins mm. going to continue his role. Zach Martin's going to continue his role. So it's really all up to left guard and center, and, and it's going to be a fun one to watch. You touched on Connor Williams. I was just, I read Bob Sturm's piece on the Athletic just about Connor Williams. I think he posted that last week. Um, just how pretty much saying how this is a make or break season for Connor Williams. Um, he's flashed some with his athleticism. Um, he was really highly rated by many coming into the uh, draft. He he has talent. He's just can he put it all together? He obviously battled some injuries last year. He he struggled here and there. Do you think he? I mean, you like like I said, you kind of touched on it already. But do you think he can um, live up to his like draft status and become a formidable uh, starter on that offensive line this year? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think Connor Williams has been just fine. You know, I feel like people always kind of overrate draft picks and expect second-round mm-hmm. guys to play like all pros, and that's just not the case. You know, I think for for yeah. a second a, a mid to a mid to late second-round pick, he was kind of a I know he was mid part of that second round. You know, I think you you can't ask but so much more than what he's giving. You know, it hasn't been great at all times, but I think he's been solid for you. Um, he started a ton mm-hmm. of games for you. He's played well, um, and, and I mean, I think the other thing we got to remember is he was a left tackle in college, so he learned a new position. Yeah. He played a new position. He kind of remade his body from year one to year two. Played pretty well for the most part. You know, suffered some injuries. So, you know, I, I think you know for what what I knew of Connor Williams coming in, I think that he's done just fine. I think he's a fine player. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be an all pro. Um, I, I still think that he's best as a left tackle. Um, he's not going to play that here with Tyron Smith still mm-hmm. you know, trucking along at a high level, but I just think that his athleticism and his pass protection, uh, at tackle was what made him so intriguing to me in the draft. Um, but I mean, again, like I, like I said, I think he's been fine at left guard for them. Uh, yeah. He hasn't he hasn't been an issue by any means. You know, a lot of people claim that he's been a problem, and I don't think that that's true at all. I think I think, I think part of it is just the Cowboy Cowboys fans just spoiled by right. elite offensive offensive line play that Connor right. Williams takes a lot of scrutiny that if he played somewhere else that he probably wouldn't he probably wouldn't have. Right. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um. Like I said, I think he's been just fine. So I don't have any. Uh-huh. I, I think the Cowboys realistically have four starting interior offensive linemen between Connor Williams, Connor McGovern, Tyler Biadish, and Joe Looney. Um, and that's mm-hmm. that's fantastic to have. You know, it's almost you're almost getting to the point where you're asking questions: Should they try to move one of these guys for a player or a draft pick? You know, we, we did that with the cornerback position a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. and that's probably an, another discussion for another day. But before we get out of here. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Um, 
really the only question I would ask is because we're still so far away from, from training camp getting started um, and really starting to dive into the content. But but I did want to ask you, um, you know, Zika Elliott's explosive runs were down in 2019. Do you think that that's something we see come back up in 2020 with maybe a little bit more creativity on offense? Yeah, that is an interesting point because he just doesn't look like himself as far as his 2016, 2017 um the player that we were so used to breaking off runs, the run against Detroit, the uh, run against Cincinnati his rookie year where he was able to get through the line of scrimmage and really turn off the Jets. And um, we really haven't seen that as part. I guess, I mean, like you said, part of that is because of offensive play calling. But I do wonder if some of that is because he's kind of, I don't want to say wearing down, but kind of, you know, I mean, he's taking some hits. He's definitely has some miles on him dating back to college. And now um, – with the Cowboys carrying the load. Um, but I do think that with Mike McCarthy, with Kellen Moore back, I mean, Kellen Moore is definitely a very creative mind. It remains to be seen how successful he will be with, with the film after one season that deep as the coordinators have. But I do think in that regard, there will be some more opportunities for Zika. I do think also as well, adding to that point, that um, we expect the Cowboys to um, be – passing orientated this year really focusing on that with Dak Prescott with CD Lamb with a wide receiver with a 1000 yard wide receiver duo that they have with Blake Jarwin so I do think um that that's out that's also going to help Ezekiel get a little bit more room get get him in space you know things like that um it's gonna I, I don't know if he's gonna be able to break off you know the 50 yard runs the 40 yard runs but I do expect him to at least break off more 10 to 20 yard runs um uh, what do you what are you expecting in that area? Yeah, I could have said it much better. I think kind of what you said, you know, I think you'll see uh, you'll see a handful of more 10, 20 yard runs. But I just don't know if he's that guy that has that mm-hmm. home run ability anymore. Um, I mean, again, it's understandable. He's had a ton of carries over his career. Yeah. He's getting up there in age. He's going to lose some of that explosiveness. Uh, but I think he's a guy that, like you said, with other weapons around on offense, that, that should open up uh, the opportunity for a few more um, explosive runs throughout the year. I just don't know if you'll see many of those, you know, like you said, uh, you know, 50, 60 yarders that we kind of saw in his rookie year, which is which is understandable. He has bulked up. He's um he's put on some weight and some muscle to kind of handle the load yeah. as the bell cow back. So in doing so, you lose a little bit of that long speed. But uh, I don't think we're gonna have much of an issue from the running game this year. I think you have a you have a solid line. Uh, you have an upgraded it it blocking tight end. So I think you'll you'll see the running game probably produce at a little bit higher rate this year than it did last year. Um, and I think that it'll help the offense kind of click as a whole a little bit more. We are out of time today, but we are going to be back next week. And uh, as we creep towards training camp, we're going to start looking at some more of these position groups. Uh, we looked at wide receivers the other week. We looked at the offensive line, uh, tight ends, and running game today. And we might turn to the defensive side of the ball next week to take a look at the defense, uh, the newly remodeled defense, because there's a ton of new faces on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So uh, we appreciate yeah. everyone listening. Uh, we are talking the star, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you.